Hello, hello, hello. Hi. 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 How Hi. are you? Hey, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> It's great to be here. Thanks. I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> so um, I'm off to a good start in the audio engineering department. I just recorded over our intro. Oh, nice. But then I unrecorded over it. Beautiful. It's still Mercury retrograde. Are you the new engineer? Yeah. What's your name? Um, Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo. Nice to meet you. I'm yeah. Phoenix. I don't know where Kairos is. but Oh, oh, that's what they told me to use the code name Kairos. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's sometimes, are y'all a new age cult? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I figure with the anonymous names and everything, you know, I hear about this Q anonymous thing. Quinonymous, is that how you pronounce it? I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about those people, Plausible. but I've heard that they like me. <laughs> Plausible <laughs> deniability. That was what uh, that was what Joe Biden's <laughs> or Hunter Biden's brother said when the guy uh, Tony Bob Bobulinski, which is a suspicious name. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> but he's like, "What? How are you guys getting away with this?" You know, like, and he's like. Plausible deniability. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear they like me very much. And, and I hear they're very patriotic. I don't know anything about them. But they like me, so they're terrific. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to just not even – I want to just skip the whole podcast and just play Brent Pella's um, <laughs> debate. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Amazing um, comedy and impressions and – He teams up with this other fella, and they do some wonderful impressions of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's it's the best Trump impression <laughs> I've, I've heard for sure. <laughs> all right, yeah, we need yeah. all the comedy we can get in these Man. dark days, and we're headed towards an even darker winter, apparently. Oh yeah, <laughs> Operation Dark Winter. Yeah, it's well, coming. So yippee! So what was that? That was like a simulation they ran. It was yet another simulation you know, turned into oh, potentially real-life scenario. About a bioterrorist attack, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, smallpox Biden attack. kept saying, we're going into a dark winter. Yeah. He also said, if I may quote, <laughs> or when I was making money overseas, doesn't mean I was overseas making money. <laughs> yeah, but we're headed into a dark time, too. Like, the dark time of the year, right? Yeah. It's Halloween, it's Samhain. It's high autumn, it's the cross-quarter day between the beginning of the season of the equinox and the end of autumn, which is winter solstice. So we're coming right up on the midpoint in astrological Samhain is what, the sixth maybe this year? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the sixth or the seventh. I think it's I think. the sixth. Um, but traditionally celebrated on the first and... Um, so we got um, crazy energy of the full moon in Scorpio, Halloween, Samhain, the election. Full moon in Taurus. Oh, yeah. Full moon in Taurus. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Conjunct Uranus by one twentieth of a degree. Wow. On Halloween, Samhain, three days before the, the most crazy election in history. You know, I've been thinking about that, too. Like, why does this country do elections on Samhain? 
Yeah, I mean, because that's when the like the veil between the this world and the nether world and the spirit world and the astral world is the thinnest, right? It's so crazy. It's like just it's nuts, you know. I think that was probably a democratic, um, you know, party <laughs> idea because it's like, oh well, we want a lot of dead people to vote, and they, that's the easiest time for them to get to the polls. <laughs> that was before virtual voting. <laughs> Oh, and I'm not a Republican, by the way. Please know, I am yeah. not a Republican. Um, I'm not a Democrat. I've been. A I'm not a slave, Ooh. personally. Bam, <laughs> bam, we're off to the races. You know, it's like. Yeah, I mean, seriously though, um, what? Where did we get this idea that other people can rule over us? You know, so this is kind of getting more to the core wounding and core issues, I think, that are being triggered right now. And there's a lot of distraction in looking at, oh, it's the right. Oh, it's the left. Oh, it's this presidential candidate. Oh, it's this one. Oh, it's this political issue. Oh, it's this issue. And I liken this to playing whack-a-mole, where if you're just looking at the symptoms, you whack one of them and it pops up someplace else because you didn't actually address the root cause. So, you know, I've had people come to me and ask me like, well, why aren't you, you know, talking about this issue or that issue? And it's frankly because I'm talking about the root cause issues that are the foundation of all of this other shit that we see manifested on the symptom level. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, you know, I had this realization that, um, I'm not talking to the slaves anymore. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, we're not right. We're not because yeah. there's this split happening in consciousness and some people, like you've said many times are just, they're not going up. They're not ascending. Yeah, they don't want to. And, yeah. you know, it's understandable that we all have damage. We all have trauma. There's some really horrific shit that's been going on on this plane of existence for millions of years. And it is a spiritual war for the hearts and minds and souls of and the energy of every being on this planet. You know, and some people want to not look at that. You know, I understand it's intense, it's scary, but if we don't get real and get serious about mastery, we're going to stay in this fucking slave energy and it's not helping anyone. Yeah. And I think the reason that the um, Nation of Borderlines thing came up is we're, we're seeing so much direct projection by people who are Im just embedded in the slave mentality and they're coming after, you know, the people who are speaking truth or who maybe not even be speaking truth. They're just having a different opinion <laughs> than the, you know, the the party line, right? Yeah. Are we living in a nation of borderlines? We very well could be. <laughs> We're going to explore that. Let's though. get into it. Okay. Let's just Great. dive right into the darkest, muckiest shit. Which uh, I, just, <laughs> I did a psychic weather report today, and one of my favorite quotes was, the spookiest thing about this Halloween is people's refusal to look at this stuff. So, yeah, let's look at it. Uh, so what stuff are we talking about here? Just like, you know, shadow aspects of whether it's our internal stuff 
or, you know, stuff that's happening that we see manifested in the collective or in the culture or, the, or in our political system or whatever it is. I've been really seeing, you know, 2020 is a year of kind of scorpionic themes of, you know, control or be controlled. Yeah. And, uh, and it's becoming very clear who is willing to take control of the only thing that we can control, which is ourselves and our inner world and get down in there and root out the causal level of what we're seeing manifested. If we don't do that on an individual level, what do we expect to see in the aggregate of the collective consciousness? Yeah, you know, I was talking with a, a friend today and about the the idea that the coronavirus is this manifestation of the fear virus or the parasitic, you know, mind virus that the Native Americans on both North and South continents, um, you know, have known about for hundreds or thousands of years and that you and I talk about. And so we've got this like amorphous kind of thing that now the world has been locked down to varying degrees. I mean, it's still going on in Australia. I mean, it's just total like really intense martial law, you know, in Melbourne and UK. Yeah. yeah. And UK is back at full intensity. And, um, but nobody really knows what it is. You know, it's like everybody's afraid of it, even though your chances of dying, let alone, you know, getting sick from it are almost zero unless you're like over 60 and have serious health issues. But we're still all, you know, like under these orders. And it's like, I feel like the it's kind of the perfect storm to um, bring out each of whatever our particular manifestation of the parasitic viruses. Yeah. You know, so each of us has like our stuff to deal with. Unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of people are, you know, just seem to be hell bent on staying in hell and going into an <laughs> even deeper hell. <laughs> yeah. So we started asking ourselves why? Why yeah. would these people do this? Yeah, why would you not want to gain knowledge and dig into your practices and get free and, you know, claim your sovereignty and find whatever inner peace you can and actually try to do something helpful in the world. Yeah. And I mean, we know, we know we live in a crazy world and there's a lot of mental illness and, you know, we know where it comes from <laughs> because we've been doing this work our whole lives to uh, heal from our childhood trauma. Um, and there are a lot of folks out there that seem to be unwilling or at least feel that they don't have the capacity for this kind of healing. Yeah, that um, I understand why people are clinging to, you know, false certitudes rather than doing the work. But it's also a once in many lifetimes opportunity to just make a quantum leap of evolution and get free. Yeah. And also be fucking heroes for saving our world. So let's get into it. Uh, Nation of Borderlines. Are we living in one? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's break it down. Um, 
why, you know, why are we asking this question and why are we exploring this? Um, why is it helpful? Um, what even is a borderline? What does that mean? Shame-based personality is a good kind of cluster name for what are known in um, psychotherapy as cluster B disorders. Usually these people had pretty heavy, heavy abuse. And typically um, abuse survivors will split. So they'll either become empaths, sensitives. You know, most of the people who are probably listening to this podcast would be on that side of the spectrum, psychics, um, empath, you know, highly sensitive people. And then the, the people that go the other way become abusers in the literature. You know, it's axiomatic that abuse survivors either become abusers or they become, you know, people helper types typically. So, um, the interesting thing with borderlines and there's a lot of crossover, um, with, you know, flat out narcissism, but, is that they see themselves as victims. So, okay, what are some of the traits of um, a shame-based personality disorder? So, I mean, these are people who are the products of abuse. Um, they internalized a bunch of shame, which is co uh, technically called, called toxic shame or core shame, to the point that they feel empty and worthless. So they may be very popular, attractive, successful, but inside they feel completely unlovable and completely just vile and worthless. So um, number two, they're totally self-obsessed. So they're specifically obsessed with validating the false self that they constructed in childhood to hide their shameful lack of worth, what they believe is their lack of worth. Black and white thinking is a hallmark of these people. You know, they, there's really no gray area. There's no compromise. There's no. Com they may pretend to compromise, but it's always a strategy to get attention or to get energy from you. Typical thing with this would be that cult mentality we we're talking about, where if you if you if you're talking about child sex trafficking instead of Black Lives Matter, then you're a racist. You know, if you're or, or vice versa, right? Right. You know, uh, fourth point. Their identity as victims justifies their abusive behavior. So these people are abuse survivors, but they believe their victimization entitles them to do or say anything to get their validation or attention needs met. So, you know, you had an interesting point on that too, which is like something that you've been seeing in the bigger culture where there's no objective truth. Yeah, that, but also this victim thing is really interesting because, like, I've noticed over the last couple of years that it's become very popular on social media to get on camera and show yourself crying and talk about what a mess you are and how you're so fucked up. And, you know, it's like this big, um, it's under the guise of being vulnerable and being real but it's just talking about, oh, I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. And the world is so fucked up. And it's like, I just like, w you know, where's that going? You know, yeah. but then it, it like people get a lot of attention for it. Right. You right. know? Yeah. And that's the thing with these cluster B disorders is that they need attention. They need constant attention. They need constant validation. 
Yeah. You know, and and they really will do anything to do it because that need it's a, it's like a drug addiction. You know, it's yeah. like you gotta have your crack, man. And there's zero like self esteem, right? So right. it all has to be met. There's no needs being met internally, so it all has to be met externally. Absolutely, and they tend to be they avoid intimacy because they. So again, you know, you imagine these people are so deeply ashamed of who they are at their core that they feel like if anybody gets too close to them, their secret will be discovered. Right. But also they desperately need attention and validation. So they're drawn to keep, you know, reaching out to people. So they typically will go through these periods of like kind of hiding out and then like aggressively trying to suck people into their orbit, you know, or, or like you said, using the victim thing to get attention but then they also have this terrible fear of engulfment. So even right. though they long for somebody to be there and give them attention all the time, if you get too close to them, you know, so if you're willing to be intimate, and this is like, you know, some of these conversations that people have wanted to have with us where it's like we opened up and we're intimate, you know, or vulnerable. And then it's just like they freak out and they run away, you yeah. know, so – um, and then the last thing is that these people are their emotions are overwhelming and they suffer from uh, just vast amount of cognitive dissonance because of that. So typically, this would be expressed um, as my feelings are facts, mm. and we see this, you know, all the time right. on social media, like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing, where these women oh who, like, God. I mean, you know, they're young, like, they don't even know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, but they're like, oh my God, there can't be a woman in America ever again, you know, it's like. Yeah, people getting like, on social media and having these big meltdowns and public displays of, like, losing their minds, and it's just like, really? You know, it's like, because I, I never knew any of these people to give a shit about any of this stuff before. I, You know, it's just baffling. It's, yeah. just, it's just baffling. Well, and I think this kind of makes sense of it, you know, to me. Yeah. I mean, and Having I'm not, this framework, I feel like, is helpful. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it also, I feel like one of the things that it can help us with is, you know, the there are a lot of groups that are preying on especially younger people that yes. you know who who have these characteristics so they they're lonely they're isolated nobody understands them they desperately want attention and validation celebrity culture right you've got to be doesn't matter what you're famous for you got to be famous for a minute right you got to have followers and likes and so these people are you know are being recruited even in um elementary school i think middle school into organizations like sunrise you know all of these supposedly progressive leftist organizations that are planning to riot and basically hold the country hostage, you know, starting November 4th. And I think it's important like to recognize that the reason these people can be so vicious, you know, and it's like, what was the, when the Trump supporter got killed in Portland, I think. Um, and they're like dancing around in the streets, like, you know, with their phones, taking pictures of themselves <laughs> you know, the, the Antifa people, it's like, you know, they, they're justified because anything that goes against what they're programmed to believe, you know, must be eliminated. And yeah. having been in relationships with a couple of people on the spectrum, I can vouch for it in person. They will do anything 
to get yeah. what they want. Yeah. And then when and then say it's the other people doing it. And then blame you. Yeah, blame you for doing blame it. Blame the victim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of sad because there are a lot of folks out there who are actual victims of a lot of things and <laughs> just like trying to fucking heal their shit and live their lives and like uplift themselves and other people. And you know, yeah, a lot of those folks are getting attacked for you know just basically living their lives and trying to get their shit together you know it ironically like if if they were to just like flail around and say oh i'm such a victim i'm such a victim you know then they would actually you know be accepted into that cult and i think the reason that the um nation of borderlines thing came up is we're we're seeing so much direct projection by people who are just embedded in the slave mentality and they're coming after, you know, the people who are speaking truth or who maybe not even be speaking truth. They're just having a different opinion than the, you know, the, the party line. Right. And it's so out in the open. And I mean, it's like the New York times, you know, the Washington post, like all the major news channels are just, and so maybe I should explain what direct projection is. Yeah. Yeah. So direct projection is one of the um, the core tools in the borderline narcissist toolkit, which is basically I accuse you, you know, usually pretty vehemently and repeatedly of doing whatever I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, so direct projection and gaslighting are two of the biggest tools that these people use. So gaslighting, so yeah, direct projection we all shadow project, you know, it's something that just happens in relationships. We project our unconscious energies onto people that we're in relationship with. And, you know, ideally we're working through that. We're integrating our shadow so we don't have to do that anymore. I shouldn't say we all, but, you know, 99.9% of people do. The borderline direct projection is they actually will project onto you exactly what they're doing when you're not even anywhere near that territory. Right. So what would be an example? Like I'm being really critical of you and I would say, you're always criticizing me. Right. Something like that. Oh yeah. That's a perfect one. I mean, another big one would be you are in a cult, you know? So if you don't, um, if you're not out marching for Black Lives Matter, if you don't go along with somebody who believes that COVID is, you know, this is a serious pandemic, and um, if you don't wear masks, you're killing everybody around you. So, you know, then you're in a cult. You're in new way. You know, we've gotten these emails from people, and you know, there are these big wellness influencers that are urging people to be deflat, deplatformed, doxed you know, just have their livelihoods taken away, their families threatened because they're in a QAnon cult or something, you know, I, I don't know what that right. is. But. Right. Okay. So there's a perfect example, right? It's like, okay, there's this thing where, you know, there's people that are trying to find out what's really true, what's really happening, the truth community or whatever. And they're labeled as conspiracy theorists by the mainstream media who, you know, is obviously in the pocket of whoever's like paying their bills. Right. right. And, uh, 
you know, they have their agenda. Everybody's got a fucking agenda. You know, just face it. We got to be able to look at this shit and think for ourselves. But it's interesting that there's this conflation. It's like, okay, we've got conspiracy theorists, QAnon, we've got Republicans, we've got alt-right, we've got all these other things, and we're going to like cram them all together and say, this is a cult that you're a part of if you don't agree with everything over here in this other cult. It's like they're both fucking cults. They're both belief systems. They're both religions. Like if you're not actually thinking for yourself, you are subscribing to a religious belief system, whether that religion is the religious belief in scientism not science as a method, but like science, you know, <laughs> or that people Brought have been to you in by <laughs> science, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or like the cult of like you know uh, social media influencers or celebrity. All of these are these different cults that people get indoctrinated to and start to believe it's real. They start to believe like oh, what the news is saying is real because they keep repeating it over and over again, so it must be real. But when you are just cultishly following whatever an external authority figure says to you, and then you come after somebody else for thinking for themselves and call them a dangerous conspiracy theorist cult follower, that's the direct projection. Yeah. Did I finally get you there? You got back around there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, did I mention it's Mercury retrograde and Mars retrograde? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have a world strategy to trump him or something. Biden's in his own cult at this point. He's oh my like, gosh. He's like, he's like permanent Mercury retrograde. Communicating it was definitely aliens. <laughs> An another key tool is gaslighting, right? And so that's where you invalidate somebody else's reality. They're direct experience of reality like what you know to be true isn't true case in point you were told by someone fairly recently right that you being a spiritual teacher and doing healing work and helping people one-on-one -on -one was actually i don't know not a sin but it was you were doing wrong you were doing harm yeah. By doing that, because spirituality isn't valid in a time when black lives matter. Right. It was like, well, if you're not solely focused on the symptom level of this one particular symptom and you're not doing it in, you know, it's not that I don't address symptoms. It's just I wasn't doing everything exactly the way that I was, quote unquote, supposed to, according to, you know, whoever those leaders were who put that idea out there that, you know, some people that I know subscribe to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, so it's like, it's like a, it's like a religious fanatic. Like you, if you go to talk to them, they've already made up their mind. They're right, going to right. heaven, you're going to hell and whatever you think you know is delusional in their minds yeah you know but it's interesting because it's almost like 
the gaslighting thing and the projection thing just kind of go hand in hand. You they know, they're do. telling you like yeah. they're they're like, well, you know, that might be like your knowledge over the course of like doing this intensive work over like many decades and like you know, like um it's just interesting, you know, it's like there's, you know, it, it's happening to doctors and, uh, you know, so I'm not the only, I mean, I don't call myself an expert, but I do <laughs> feel like I have reached some level of mastery in my field of study, you know, but I mean, there are like organizations run by people who have no scientific background, no medical background, telling people that do have scientific and medical backgrounds that whatever they know to be true based on their research and their knowledge is like they're, you know, they're delusional and they should be silenced. And they are being silenced. And they are being silenced. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So I guess that's part of the reason like why we feel like it's important to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Because, um, you know, some of these people are very ruthless when it comes to getting what they want. You know, and they're very addicted to uh, material plane stuff of money and status. Control, power. Control, power. Things that they feel like are going, like you said, to fill that hole within them because they haven't actually done the inner work. And sadly, like you were saying, uh, many of these people are just are not going to get there in this lifetime. Yeah. Well, and I think the other reason we felt it was really important is that we feel this is a crucial moment in this game that's being played, you know, that's been yeah. played on planet Earth. And so, you know, there's so much effort being put forth to silence the truth right now and to keep people afraid of, of speaking out, you know, not just about politics or whatever, just about anything. Yeah. Because I really feel like a system where child abuse is how children are domesticated. Yeah. Universally. And then you add into that what you know, something that I think blew both of us away the more we realized how pervasive it is. But the fact that people in the educational system really have been trained over the last 40, 50 years, maybe, to just be obedient, you know, not to think critically, not to think for themselves. Um, and this real demoralization where there's no, where everything's relative, there's no absolute right or wrong there's no absolute truth right so i think you throw the, all that in and you know you really get to the point where you have to consider maybe we're a nation of borderline personality people and also again to reiterate or to to be more clear the thing with um, borderlines and narcissists is until now at least they do not tend to recover you know once somebody goes full-blown on that spectrum so we're not saying that they can't but it requires a real commitment to therapy and to, to working on themselves. And they usually um, actually are not willing to do that. So I think the, the takeaway for us being, you know, you're going to probably continue to get attacked, gaslighted, direct projection if you are stepping outside the, the, the group think. Yeah. And also for those of us who have been more on that, empath spectrum of like oh I'm the one who's the healer and I have to be the strong one and I have to take care of everybody else like it's really important for us to start taking care of ourselves and people that are actually interested in healing instead of 
you know, enabling people who just want to drain our energy and aren't interested in just taking from us and not interested in reciprocating or doing the work. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that we've, we've run into, um, over the course of this year is spending a lot of time and energy trying to help people who came to us asking for help. Right. You know, or asking to have like a real conversation with us. And then really we're just doing, you know, what borderlines do, which is getting energy and narcissists, which is getting energy, you know, getting like basically vamping energy. That's the thing. I mean, we're talking about self-inflicted suffering and, you know, like we've been saying, none of us as children, as impressionable, tender, vulnerable, powerless tiny beings like asked for this kind of abuse like I mean some people believe like as a soul we chose to come here on this mission but you know whether you believe that or not the amount of child abuse that happens in this realm is absolutely horrific period and so you know I can't say like uh, I can't condone any of that and at the same time that's that happened it is what it is it's a thing and now what are we gonna do because as far as i could tell just being a fucking parasite and crying about shit all the time isn't really helping lift the world out of this suffering yeah and you could tell you could tell by the energy you know, you can feel it. You go on social media, you look at people's posts, you can feel where their energy is coming from. And it's coming from a place of self-loathing and fear and hatred. And, you know, and you can see these tactics of like projection and gaslighting and things like that too. Yeah. But more than anything, we could feel, you know, when something's off. And I think that's like the beauty of Scorpio season, right? Is that we could really put on our detective hats and like be like, hey, if I, if you smell a rat, there's probably a rat there. Yeah. If something's off, pay attention to it. Well, I'm glad you said that too, that we can feel. Yeah. Because that's another key element of these shame based personality disorders is these people are incapable of empathy, which is a really strong thing to say. Yeah. But I mean, it's backed up over and over in the scientific literature. And I can say in my own personal experience, because they tend to be, they tend to be capable of a lot of charisma. You know, the people who are like really, I mean, this is who they are. This is how they live. Um, You know, and they probably don't know who they are. Most of them don't. I mean, you know, unless they've been to a shrink and and been diagnosed and then they'll never go back in general. (laughs) But, um, but they, you know, they will use other people's victim victimization to get attention for themselves. That's a typical trait of borderlines, especially, you know, is like, and so, you know, it makes sense that they're all jumping on, on these bandwagons of, you know, oh, I'm, I'm doing the work because I'm standing up for these victimized people. But then if you read their posts, it's all about them. Yeah, it's not about like black people whose lives are really, you know, need to be improved and the system needs to be straightened out. It's like, you know, or or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's like, oh, I'm not sad that she died because I, you know, I found her valuable as a person. I'm sad for me because now I can never have sex again because we're going (laughs) straight into the handmaid's tale. It's like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it's it, it's that's really that was really helpful for me when I started to see that in personal relationships because it's like okay, it's hard for me not to buy into that because I am sen- sensitive and I do have empathy, but buying into that always takes me straight to hell. Yeah, it ends up in a really unsatisfying relationship dynamic, right? Because it's like one person's always taking, 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 and the other person's always giving and not getting anything. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us who um, aren't on that spectrum, we might end up attracting people like that because we probably have people like that in our family, you know? We actually, yeah. Or teachers or, you know schoolmates or whatever, you know, that got us into these patterns with relationships to begin with. Yeah. And that's actually the classic scenario is that these people just have an uncanny radar for empaths and sensitives. Yeah. Because, you know, until we've really healed, we will keep giving and giving to them and that's what they need. Yeah. But I think this is, it's just a really powerful thing to be aware of because, you know, we don't have to give them our energy. Um, <laughs> we have a borderline person outside <laughs> our door. He's about two feet tall. He's really hairy. He's actually Megan's brother. <laughs> Hi, Megan. <laughs> Do you guys remember Megan and Taylor from back before we got banned from Instagram? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so these people are It's just that you know, having this awareness that this that they do they can't have empathy. And they're probably not gonna change and that sucks. It's really sad. You know, especially yeah. if it's somebody that we have been friends with or colleagues with and then, you know, they're coming after you and, and projecting and gaslighting you or, you know, whatever. You know, I think as a sensitive person, your first instinct is to reach out and try to heal the relationship. But I think it's really important to recognize, like, we can't do that. You know, you can invest time in there, but it's not going to work. And really what we need to do is we need to be as strong and as clear as we can, because that's how we make everything better. Yeah, totally. And there are other people out there like us or who would like to be free, who would like to do healing, who would like to get clear of these toxic patterns that come from, you know, systemic abuse, childhood abuse or what have you, you know, and, and we're missing out on connecting with those people when we're giving our energy to people who aren't interested in healing at all. Yeah. Yeah, and just to be, you know, clear, we believe that or we know that life goes on after this lifetime and those people will get another chance. Yeah, for sure. Or a few hundred other chances. <laughs> yeah, How, whatever an, it takes. In another you know? couple million years, you know, but you know, as infinite beings. Yeah. What is that? Just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. But you know, I guess that's that's why unity rather so all of these all of these forces and you know these techniques are being used on a on a pretty much global scale on a mass scale to just keep us in a place of division yeah you know and and that's not where we want to be yeah and a lot of really kind really well-meaning well-intentioned folks are getting sucked into these energy drains and then 
who is that serving, you know? It's really important for us to look at, you know, what is what is our core motivation? You know, are we getting kind of sucked into these um, spells and glamours and these games and these illusions and delusions of what's happening in the world of form? Or are we, you know, really coming from a place of open-heartedness and love and expansion and looking at the root causes of things, looking at the bigger picture, you know, really taking all that in? Or are we getting, like, fixated on, on like, certain obsessive details of symptom energy? Yeah. I talked about that in my psychic weather report today. It's like, who does that serve when we're working at the level of effect instead of the level of cause. (laughs) Yes. China? (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly, that's probably correct. (laughs) Dude, I never thought about China. I tried not to think about, you know, as a force in the world until recently, but... Shit's getting so weird. It's so weird. I... You know, it's so weird. I guess I'm here for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Well, um, thanks for sticking with us. I don't know how much of this will show up in the final edited version, but we had a lot of crazy um, dog energy harvesting (laughs) going on. Um, (laughs) So we got to get out of here and go see if the house is still intact. But we love you. Yeah, stay strong. And, you know, cosmic fire, I mean, to all of our people, and if you're somebody who's on the path of ascension and, you know, you'd love to be in a community where you can say what you think and, you know, um, you will hold space and, you know, as long as you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll gaslight you kindly into the truth. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's just like, man, we got to stick together, Those, you know, because we need the support. It's a crazy yeah. spiritual war going on right now. Yeah, it is. And it's really nice to know that someone has your back. Yeah. Or your six, as they say in the military. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with my baby, let me tell you that much. <laughs> um, All right. Thanks uh, for listening. Until next time, she's Phoenix. He's Kairos. This has been the Cosmic Fire Podcast. 